I don't know. Maybe you'll be like, introduce yourself. I'll introduce myself, and then we'll say like, this is okay. Dear me, love me. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm like oddly <laughs> nervous. I am too. This is new for both of this us. This is new territory. It is. And for both of us to have new territory is like not usual because usually one of us is is know something that the other one doesn't. Yeah, about like, like a certain like, thing. And but this is new. We are. This is all new. Here we are. All right. Hi. 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 <laughs> oh, gosh. My name's Brooke. My name's T, like a golf tee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like a fucking golf tee. That's tea. what I have to say. Or people are like, T-E-A. Oh, I'm like, no, like a golf tee. T-E-E. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let me try that again. Hi, I'm T. Boyish. Hi, Brooke. I'll pull, sir. We're doing great. This is this is good. So we're starting this new podcast and it's called uh, the Dear Me, Love Me podcast. And uh, it's where we write letters to ourselves and about what we wish we would have known before something had happened. Mm-hmm. And um, this very first one, since it's the end of the decade, which is like, what the hell, um, is uh, Dear Me one decade ago. Yeah. So that's it feels like it's so long ago, but then actually writing this. Yeah. You're like, it wasn't that long it ago. It went in a blink of an eye. It did. It went really quick. And we're also we're heading into the roaring twenties. Oh, gosh. The Great Depression. That's oh, me. That's Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We'll talk about it. Oh, yes, we will. Ugh. All right. So we both have our letters on our iPads, but the mm-hmm. thing is that we're not gonna read our own. Mm. We're gonna read each other's. So here's my iPad. There's my There's iPad. Your iPad. Technology. Okay. All right. I said dear Brooke, but you can you can say dear me, but I thought it would be because I'm reading yours. That it would oh, right. <laughs> that is, that That's was, true. So you could say dear T then. Yes. That okay. makes more sense. That All makes right. more sense. How about we do yours first? Yeah. Because you're younger. Uh, yeah, I am. But yeah, we can start with mine. Great. So let's, <clears throat> let's begin. All right. Dear Brooke. Oh, hi. Hi. Hello from your future 27-year-old self. Right now, you're 17, a senior in high school, and you feel like you know absolutely everything about everything. I said the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Let me tell you something. You know nothing. Nada. This next decade of your life is going to be an absolute roller coaster. So many different paths, new friends, new loves, heartbreaks, setbacks, tears, triumphs, and failures, and each and every one of them is important. Fitting for, the ten, whoop, fitting for the 10 years, you will have to grow before you become me. Here, I will give you 10 pieces of advice I wish I knew when I was heading into your journey. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Are we Num- ready? Ready. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> let's do this. Number one, you do not need a boyfriend to feel like you have a purpose. I repeat, yeah. you do not need a boyfriend to feel like you have a purpose. You are what I lovingly call myself a serial dater. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's true. It is true. (laughs) And hey, you know what? That is a great thing. You are unafraid to put yourself out there and figure out who it is you want to end up with. Dating around isn't being slutty or shameful in any way, but I swear to God, Brooke, you cannot think that every single man you even so much as hold hands with might end up being your husband. (laughs) This is how you get your heart broken. When someone broke my heart, I felt completely lost, afraid to head back into that world as just Brooke. 
You have got to remember that you are a full, amazing person, not just as one half of a whole with a man to complete you. Yes, Yes. absolutely. That's a great one. I never didn't have a boyfriend. Did Mm -hmm. that? Was that double negative correct? It is. Like, I I dated so many guys. Yeah. And like for like usually like a long term. Yeah. Like a long term serial dater. That's true. You would like jump from one to the The other, other, but it wasn't. Like you were throwing them away like Kleenex. No. Like you'd keep them around for a while. I would keep them around for a while. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this person. Right. Like, do you think you're going to marry me? No. But I'm right. going to marry you. I feel like I've already planned it all. I know what our kids are going <laughs> to look like. <laughs> I have their names picked out. Here's what we're oh, going like, to do. But, I mean, <clears throat> even when I would go on like Tinder and like would start talking <laughs> to somebody, not not even just like going on that first date. It was right. legitimately that first hi. I'd be like, what did our kids look like? <laughs> what? Like I was, that, I'm that crazy bitch who was like. You know, in, um, what's it called? Uh, have you ever seen How to Be Single? Yes. When she's like, has the, um, he's like, oh, are you planning a wedding? She goes, well, hopefully uh, one year from today. Like, oh if I meet the right God. man. That wasn't me. But, but like, but it like, it was like me in my brain. I never like fully said out loud to them like, oh, I am like looking at you as a potential husband. Right. At the ripe old age of 18. But like in but, the like, back of your in head. In the back of my mind, I'm like, well, what's the point of dating this person if I right. don't think I'm going to marry them? And honestly, that's not a mindset to have. It's not. And I think your intentions, like you said, were correct in that it did put you out there to yeah. find the right person. But yeah, you don't. You don't do that. It doesn't have to be everyone. <laughs> it can just be fun. It can just be fun. That's a good one. Thank you. All right. Number two. The no's you will constantly, and I mean constantly, hear in your life are blessings in disguise. You are going to get sick of hearing your mother say, everything happens for a reason. But listen, she is right. She's fucking right. She is right. Susie, she's right. And the thing right. is, like, your mom's going to say that to you for the rest of your life, I feel like. Yeah. And I still won't listen to her right. now. Even though I know she's right. I'd right. I'd still be like, mom, no. Oh. No, she's right. Every no you hear keeps you on your path you were meant to be walking on. At many points, you're going to think everyone in the world is against you, and who knows, maybe they are. But you do not need someone else's approval when you can have your own. And you are going to be your toughest critic. That's so true. We're so much harder on ourselves than anyone else. Oh, for sure. So, the second you show your own worth, the word no no longer feels like a blow to your soul, but is a simple sign pointing you into the direction of your fated path. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, but you're right. We are toughest critics. Well, like you, you convinced me to move here. Mm-hmm. And if I would have heard yes to every single thing that I wanted in Orlando, because you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, I lived in Orlando and I worked for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, if I would have heard yes to all these things that I like truly wanted in my heart and like had the mm-hmm. blow of like hearing no, I wouldn't have come here. Right. I would not have. Right. I would have been like, no, I'm super happy where I am. Well, and I think in the message I sent you too, I was yeah, like, hey, like, I, I know, know you're really happy, happy <laughs> but I think you need to do like, this. I was legitimately dating somebody else. Mm-hmm. I had a whole new job. I didn't have a really cute dog that I have now. Yep. I was just sitting in Orlando thinking I was going to work at Disney for life. Right. Which like would have been fine. You might have had a beautiful life, but yes. But it wasn't my life. It wasn't right. supposed to be my life. No. So, and now look at your name. I know. We're sitting in your New York apartment I together. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Number three. When someone speaks badly about you, especially a woman, it is nine out of ten times because she is insecure about the very thing she's making fun of you for. And that goes both ways, friend. When you even so much as have a bad thought about someone who has done nothing to harm you or others around you, you need to take one good hard look in the mirror and realize what it is you want to improve about yourself. 
Because making fun of someone else is not going to make you any better, stronger, more talented, or prettier. It only happens when you put in the work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's like almost a direct quote from Mean Girls. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah. Like the making fun of her hair isn't going to make me win this competition. Right. I remember when I was watching you do the show Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about it. I was like, that is... That's 100% correct. Yeah. Every single time I made fun of somebody, especially a performer, mm-hmm. it was because I was jealous of what they had. Absolutely. Or like, well, you know, Dr. J. White, my voice teacher, said something to me once. Um, my first college, it was very much, they emphasized not, like if you didn't get cast in the opera, it wasn't because somebody else was better. It's because you didn't work hard enough. Yeah. And that's something I didn't feel existed when I transferred to Kent State. It was much more like this person got cast over me, so yeah. fuck them. I don't know if we can swear on this, but I'm no, doing I'm, it. We've already sworn on this. Oh, good, because I have swears in my letter. I do too. Great. Yeah. Um, and it, he said to me, like, the only thing you can ever control is how hard you, you work. work. Like, yeah. n- not what anybody else is doing. And mm-hmm. that's something that I think took me a full 10 years to figure out. That, exactly. That's so why that's in my, dead on. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Nessie <clears throat> is just going to town. Nessie. <laughs> You know what? Y'all are just going to hear my dog going down on She's a real stick. cute. We'll put a picture on the Instagram. We're, I'll make us an Instagram. I already did. Oh, I yes! I literally did like six months ago when we like decided this. I was oh. like, wait, let me make sure this URL is still available. We have an email. We have an Instagram. Oh we don't have God. a Facebook page, but that would be next. And also, also like Facebook. Does our age use Facebook anymore? Um, well, pro- do, maybe people our age aren't listening to this. Maybe ah, it's older people. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Hi, y'all. We're not ageist. We're not ageist. <laughs> you can write us things we should know yeah, in our late, late 20s, 20s that you guys are probably like, you're idiots. Or 30s. Or 40s. Or, right. or 50s. Honestly, I need to, I need to know. I need, I need to know what's coming. Okay. I'm too anxious to not know. <laughs> okay. Number four. Ed Helms says in the final episode of The Office, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. And that is the honest truth. Your life is going to feel like chapters from now on. High school, college, Disney, and now New York. Each one of them will one day be a good old days for you. Except high school because fuck that garbage fire. That was a fucking garbage fire. Oh, high school's the fucking worst. It Anyone who says yeah, high school yeah. is the best years of their life. They were a cheerleader, like a really hot cheerleader right. or the quarterback. And like, they peaked. And Anyone they hang out like, with the same people. Right. You go home now and they all hang out at the same bar and they haven't left oh home. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like if high school is the best years of your life, go outside. Uh, Live in each moment realizing that these chapters do eventually come to a close. You will look back on pictures and miss it and wish you could go back, but you can't. So you know that you are exactly where you need to be at that very moment. Stop worrying about what comes next. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I need to learn now. I mean, like when you read a book, you don't just, you don't look at the the title of the next chapter because that could give away something. So why in life would you just like... Like, everyone asks me, they're like, what do you want to do after you're, like, done with your current job? I'm like, why do you care? I'm like, like, I don't don't care right now. Like, I love what I'm doing right now. So, like, why does it matter that I don't know what's coming next? That's perfect. That's something I need to learn because I've been panicked about what's coming next. I'm in this period of flux. And I just keep telling myself that it has always worked out. Yeah, it has. I will always figure it out. Right. Where we were, like, put down or we've heard no or Mm -hmm. we've didn't know what we were going to do next. And then all of a sudden life through a curveball and right. was like here you go you were in a mental state ready for this right could you imagine if at even 20 we sat ourselves down and we're like no we're gonna be in new york doing xyz i think we would have laughed at ourselves yeah. well i never i hated new york right oh Every time i still I hate new york sometimes <laughs> yeah like we would never have believed it yeah no we wouldn't have that's a good one all right Ooh, i already like this next one 
Number five, crying is never a sign of weakness. It actually shows how unbelievably strong you are to be vulnerable. Don't feel like you have to hold back your emotion for someone else's sake or because you are afraid of being judged. Fuck the people who would ever judge you for showing real emotion. If crying makes someone else feel uncomfortable, then they have their own issues they need to deal with, and it's not up to you to solve them. By showing vulnerability, you allow someone else to be vulnerable with you, if they so choose. And by sharing a good cry with someone, it can heal so many wounds you didn't even know existed. T. Remember watching Inside Out and sobbing <laughs> at the bing bong scene? <laughs> Oh my there were like so many open wounds that we had no idea existed and that like totally healed of like just life in general. Oh. Like just a good cry about even oh. something that is not like what you are upset about. Right. It was a snowball that completely got out of hand and you and I were both fully sobbing. Like fully sobbing. Fully sobbing. And, we and then I think we bust movie. out laugh. We had seen it. We knew it was coming. Yeah. We weren't surprised. No. I don't even think I cried that hard in the theater. No. Oh, but I did. I mean, I cried a little, but I don't know. I mean, know if I, I have a single hard. tear coming out of my eye right now. Do you see it? Like a single solitary tear. Because bing Yeah. That's a sad scene. That's a, a really sad scene. That's like giving tree sad. Okay. <clears throat> Number six. Friends, boyfriends, coworkers, jobs will come and go, but your family is there forever. You are very lucky to have the family that you do, though sometimes it may not feel like it. Not everyone can say this about their families, but you can. Fill each moment with your expended family with as much love as you can because you will lose the ones you love the most, uh, sorry, because you will lose the ones you love more sooner than you would have wanted and it's going to suck. But with each loss comes perspective on what it means to be truly alive and to cherish those you can still hold. Yeah. yeah. And not everyone can say that because like, no. I know when you say like, oh, like your family is forever. That's not true right. for, for a lot of the population. Right. Sometimes family is chosen family. It's the yes. people that you yeah. have around you. But yeah, in terms of blood family, that's not often the case. Right. And it's also something that grows and changes. My older sister and I, we were not close growing up. And probably in the last four years, we've become so close and we could not be more different. Yeah. And I just spent an hour and a half on the phone with her two days ago and a half an hour yesterday. Like yeah. we, it's, it's so incredibly different, mm-hmm. well, but if it's, you, if it's you something like, you have to work at. If you told me that I would be calling my mom every day on the mm-hmm. walk to work when I was in high school, when You'd we were like, at no. like our peak mother daughter hating each other right. relationship, right. like I would have laughed. Yeah. I would have been like, absolutely not. No, I'm with you on that. That's a good one. Oh my gosh. I have the next one on mine. <gasps> <clears throat> Number seven, start getting into a fitness routine. Yes. And that goes for you too, 27-year-old Brooke. <laughs> you can't just think, oh, I would feel so great if I started getting fit and then it will magically happen because it's not. You have to put in the work yourself. You and only you can make something happen for yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number eight, if someone is repeatedly treating you like garbage, don't be afraid to just say, okay, bye, and cut them out. You don't have time for that shit. You are surrounded by so many loving and caring souls at any given point in your life, and the crappy ones are just taking up space rent-free in your heart. Yep. Mm -hmm. Number nine, social media doesn't mean anything. It don't mean shit. It's so... It's all bullshit. It's designed to pit people against each other in a race that can never be won. And you know what? It's not real. No, it's not. What you're seeing online is a very carefully curated portion of someone's life yes like I remember I absolutely hate my Instagram spoiler alert like I like (laughs) spoilers spoiler alert I hate Instagram I love chatting with people Mm -hmm. I love connecting with people but I think this concept of look at this picture or these people posting pictures on vacation that are so scripted 
you know, like this picture of me facing the water with my butt and looking great. I'm like, no. Well, I had somebody message me from Disney asking, um, they were coming to New York. They didn't ask to see me, which is totally fine because I wouldn't want to have seen them anyway. They asked, what are some really good Instagrammable moments that I can have? And I was like, are you kidding me? Ew, ew, Are you kidding me? I just got back from two and a half weeks in Australia and I, or when I went to Europe for four weeks and people I literally like, haven't seen a single photo of no, you in Australia no because <laughs> I left my phone at home like yeah. when I'm on vacation I turn my phone off I leave it wherever I'm staying because I'm like I don't need to get in contact and no. with anybody I don't have service anyways and I just want to spend it with- enjoying the time correct and also I love the screen reports from the iPhone where it's like you spent six hours a day on your phone bitch and oh, I'm like geez. oh yeah because that's time I need to be doing other things for yeah. sure but yeah Instagram is not real no and we need to get into that on another one too, especially like how hard it must be now growing up in the time of social media. Like we, had, we were bullied enough. We had MySpace. Oh God, MySpace or AIM. Oh. Oh man, AIM. But like it must be terrible now. All right. What would your buddy away message be right now? Right now or my first one? Um, this is your first one. What was your first? My first screen name. Oh yeah. Was XS, extra small, short stuff, 19. <laughs> and then I changed it to Wildwood Flower on Wild a, based Wood on the Johnny Flower? Cash song, which oh. I like, still love that song, but also trying real hard to be cool there. But yeah, what about yours? My first screen name was Brookie FM 44. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there's, um, I God, what is the band? There's a, the, um, a song called Nikki FM. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, but I was like, oh, my name's Brookie. And so like 44 is my favorite number. And then I like thought it was dumb, but it's not. It was actually like a really cool name. Yeah. And so I made mine Airbud two seven zero four or something. Oh my god! It was bad. Like it was really bad. And it. Oh. I don't know why I did it. No. But it, I don't know why we did half the shit we did when we were young. No, I don't know. Do you remember in your away messages, if you were mad at someone, you'd put like a song lyric or a movie quote? Like yes. I remember, I was pissed off at. One of my girlfriends and I put the quote from Mean Girls where Katie is going to Regina's house and she's like, "Sometimes you need to suck all the poison out of your life." Oh, and I yeah. look back on that and still cringe. That wasn't subtle. Everyone knew who you were talking about. Also, we were baby coders because, like, if you yep. put if you put percentage n, yep. then that person who was looking at it, their yep. screen name would show up. So if you're like, "I love this person," um, percentage n, right? And then like if it was you, it would be like, "I love extra small short, short stuff, stuff 19. 19. Oh my god, that would have been you. Oh, I can't wait to do one on technology. Oh god, we have so much <clears throat> wisdom to share. We grew up in it. We created it for you, younger folk. You're welcome. We went through smarter child so you could have Siri. <laughs> <laughs> What a quote. I, you know what? It might be one of my best. That was Mm. a good one. I I actually, you know what? That was really good. Thank you. should be on a t-shirt. Thank you. We'll put it in our merch store in five months when we figure that out. Number 10, when in doubt, be kind. We are all spinning very fast on this earth together. And for some, the world seems to be out of control, while to others, it seems to be not moving at all. You never know what someone else is going through. Be the ear that someone never knew that they needed, but always remember you are not there to shoulder someone else's burden for them. Amen. You are not solely responsible for taking away all the pain in the world. You can only do what you can and be a good person. Be your own hero first. Yes. Yeah. 
I have, I'm such a bad empathetic person and I love being empathetic to people. It got to a point a couple of years ago where if I read the news, I would like lay in bed all day because I was like, oh, right. There's children dying in the ice camps and right. what and can like, I what do about I it? Doing? What am I doing? Right. I'm sitting here waiting to go to work, sitting in my nice apartment. Right. Like, what can I do? And I would be absolutely lazy. If I can't do something, I'm just not going to do anything at all. Right. So that's really that's really, really insightful. And I think too, the one thing I try and live my life with now is like trying to do the least amount of damage yes. while I'm on this earth. And if I just do that, I'm already doing as well as I can. Yeah. And anything beyond that, I think is a bonus is so great. Yeah, that's a good one. And also don't shoulder your friend's burdens. Never. You can be there for them. You can love them. You can't fix them on your own. No, you can't. You can't. Brooke, I cannot stress enough that the next 10 years of your life are going to simultaneously feel like they are speeding by and feel like they are never ending. Hold on tight. Enjoy the ride. Love, Brooke. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Did you like it? I did like it. It's oh. funny to see like how many, I just hit the stand, how many of ours were similar. similar. Yeah. Oh, I'm like okay. nervous to hear you read mine. Oh, really? I don't know. It's going to be fine. Okay. Dear me, well, dear T. <laughs> Like a golf tee. Like a golf tee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I've spent a lot of time thinking about you lately, 19-year-old you. You just started college, your dream school, and spoiler alert, you're going to transfer to another school in two years. Trust me, it's a good thing, even if it's going to suck, which it is. You've moved away from a home, from your home for the first time, and honestly, if I remember correctly, you think you've got your shit all figured out? <laughs> you're shockingly confident for someone who, underneath it all, is incredibly, incredibly scared. But that's one secret I'm going to let you in on right away. The older you get, the quicker you realize how little you know about life. There's so much I wish I could tell you, warn you about, but I'll start with 10 little nuggets of advice I wish I had known at 19. Number one. Friendships are like any other relationship. Some of them just won't work, and that's okay. You're allowed to break up with toxic friends without feeling guilt. Correct. Yeah. Like that is, that's correct. Yeah. That's one of the best pieces of advice I had gotten from a friend. I was struggling with a roommate in New York and we'd been friends and I was really struggling trying to keep this friendship alive. And I was talking to another friend about it who just said, you don't have to be friends with people that aren't working for you. If this was a relationship, you'd break up with them. Why can't you break up with them as a friend? And it was like a fucking light bulb. Yeah. You can still like have, have love for them in your heart and want them to to succeed in everything they do. And still like their shit on Instagram. But right. like, but you don't need to have that in your brain all the time. Right. I had the exact same thing happen to me. Yeah. I had a friend who was, you know, I didn't realize that she was literally t- pulling me down with her mm-hmm. into depression because yep. misery enjoys company. Okay. Number two. And speaking of friendships, you don't need to have a million of them. Like your older sister that you were so jealous of. I was so jealous. Why? Because what, like she, she had like a ton of friends. Well, she had that like. The thing you see in movies, like the high school friends, all 10 of them have been friends since kindergarten oh. and they all grew up together and they still all hang out. And I would look around and be like, why don't I have that? that? Yeah. Why can't I achieve that? I would do inner character reflections thinking it was me. And I would really struggle with the fact that I only had a handful of friends. Yeah. I didn't have that group of friends either. Mm-hmm. I had, I was a floater and so right. were you. Yeah. Like, Huge floater. And that's how you meet people who end up changing your life. If you just stick with the people who you know and love, like, mm-hmm. and you don't branch yourself out, you're, you're not going to grow. Okay. A handful of really good friends from different parts of your life is just as incredible as having a giant group of friends from all 
from all high school that you stayed with, in touch with. Did I read that right? Yeah, I probably wrote it wrong. As a handful of really good friends from different parts of your life is just as incredible as having a giant group of friends from high school that you stayed in touch with. Yes, that's literally mm-hmm. what you just yep. said. So yep. yes, I did write it, read that right. <laughs> as you reach your mid-20s, you're going to realize how little interaction with other people you actually need. That's very true. You relish your alone time. It's the fucking best. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. This isn't weird or wrong. Some people crave social interaction and other times it drains or some people crave social interactions and oftentimes it drains you. Mm-hmm. You're an introvert who can pretend to be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Even if people tell you otherwise, even if your whole family is extroverts, you are an introvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize that I need alone time. I need to recharge. Um, and I wish I'd known it sooner. I would have taken it more. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with you saying no to people, like oh, to God, like learn plans. to say no. There's nothing. There's no mo- night wasted if you just watch a movie. Like by it's yourself. better than being a flake. Like if you are not feeling it, say no ahead of time. Don't cancel on me five minutes before. Just say no. Just, I will yes. not hate you. I know. Oh yeah, that is very true. Number three, talk to your grandparents more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have truly some incredible stories to tell, and one day they will not be there to tell you them, and you'll wish you had listened more. For example, your grandma and her sister went to prom with the original Doublemint twins. I know, right? What? They told me that they were two, she said, really good-looking blonde men. I think they were like Swedish or German or something, and they took them, and I was like, how did, they, how did they know them? Did I they go think, to school with them? I think they like came over and met them somewhere. And this is like why I wish I had listened more. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. And all I remember her saying is, mm, they weren't very good dancers, but they were good looking. And I was like, yeah, Graham. Fuck like, yeah. Yeah, like those pictures were but like, great. I lost all my grandparents in this decade. Yeah. And I lost my grandmas within like two weeks of each other. Oh my God. Right. And I just, I hear all these stories now and I wish I had listened more I, that's or exactly asked how more. I feel too. Because that's something else as you get older, you realize grandparents and your parents are fully functioning people with histories that don't involve you. They have all these stories and all these experiences that you need to know about. And you want to hear these things. I think when you grow up, you just view them as in their current state. Like mom has just always been mom. Dad has just always been dad. But no, there was like a huge time in the past. I lost the majority of my grandparents. Um, One is still living. But um, my grandfather on my mother's side lived next door to Johnny Cash. Oh my God. Yeah. See, and I would have loved to pick his brain. Yeah. Well, they they lived, they were the first family that live on government housing. And he met Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, my God. I know, right? It's They're in history books. Unknown family. And, Nick, it's and me. My, and yeah, my grandfather's sisters didn't want to say that that was them because they were really upset about being a family who needed government assistance. Oh. So it, they took it to their graves. Oh. That, the, that they weren't oh. that family. But yeah, he lived next door to Johnny Cash. Isn't that That's crazy? fucking awesome. Yeah. He's, he was like really close with his brother, I guess. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we Number go. four. Go to the gym and learn to eat healthy. It's a lot easier to set a habit when you are young. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. so true. That being said, also know that your worth as a woman, as a performer, is not dependent upon your weight. And those who say it, you'll encounter this in about three years when you're graduating, can go fuck themselves. Go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> do it for you and for your health. That is so true. Go to the gym, eat healthy, do it for your health. And do it for so it, because it makes you feel good. Right. And because it makes you feel good. But like your worth as a person is not... Dependent upon on the your, scale. I know. Like, that's such bullshit. I remember when I graduated, they told me I had to lose 10 pounds to go to showcase or that I'd never be on Broadway, but like jokes on them. I was on fucking Broadway, on Broadway. at the same fucking Broadway. weight. So, ha ha. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't. 
But if you if that's something that you need, start it young. It's a lot easier to maintain it. I'm just getting into it now, and yeah. I'm like, oh, oh great. my knees hurt, my hip hurts. Yeah, my like I was a figure skater for like ten years. Mm-hmm. I never like thought I worked out as a kid, but I did. Oh, I, yeah. I, I I did um, three dance classes a uh, a week. Plus skating every single day before school Jesus. and sometimes after school. And then on Saturdays, at I had to get up at four in the morning to go to the rink. And so like, and we would do Pilates. We would do aerobics oh like God. as a team. So it didn't feel like I was working out because right. I was doing feel like, like just, fun. I was like in eighth grade and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is fun. I'm just like hanging out with my skating friends. I was ripped. Oh. Like, see, and I was like a little bit chunky because <laughs> I like played soccer maybe a couple times a week. And then see, I like moved here and I'm like, there's so much good food. <laughs> there is. And I also don't have a princess corset to keep me uh, realizing oh. what, uh, what what I should and should not be Right, eating, that's fair. Which is totally fine. And I've like loved every yeah. second of this, yeah. like moving here and experiencing food for the Hell first yeah. time. And like not having a warped relationship with it. No, yeah. Okay. Oh, welcome to New York where you hear sirens all the time. <laughs> mm, let's see. Oh, we're on number five. Oh, yeah, I didn't number. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you did number. Oh, I did. Okay. Yeah, you did. Good job. That boyfriend that is an asshole when he's drunk and tells all your friends, uh, tells you all your friends are terrible and you shouldn't see them. That is abusive behavior. That is correct. That is abusive behavior. Mm -hmm. Understand that behavior before, understand that behavior before it escalates. You don't speak badly to the people you love. That's not love. It's control. Mm -hmm. It is so fucking true. And you're going to hear it today because T and I are going to see Frozen 2 because we are are fully adult children. And Mm -hmm. like... We're literally recording this and then going to see Frozen 2. So I'm... I'm, It's not a spoiler, but I'm going to tell you that Kristoff says something in the movie. He says, (sighs) my love for you is not fragile. Hmm. And it's like, it's so true. Yeah. I have a friend right now who I'm fully convinced is in an abusive relationship and she has no idea right well the thing is you don't you make excuses and it wasn't until he's amazing when he's good he's he's great great. and it was and this and this person had grabbed me at a time I had just transferred schools I didn't know anybody I lost a like a child family member who died from leukemia I was in a really bad state and he managed to swoop in and I didn't realize what he was doing yeah and it wasn't until I went to break up with him and he threatened to kill himself oh no and like that in itself is abusive behavior. Like, yeah. and then looking back on all this shit now, I remember like, I'll get into it in the relationships episode too, but looking back on it all now, it was all escalating abusive behavior. And that's just not okay. Like no. coming from somebody who has this incredible partner now, we both do. There are people out there that will love you and be your teammate yeah, and be your champion and not a controlling figure in your life. Correct. So look out for those red flags and the thing is, I love Dave to death. I also don't necessarily believe in soulmates. Right. Like, the person that you're with doesn't necessarily have to be the only person you'll ever love. But just look out for those red flags. Yeah. Don't put up with that shit, especially when you're young or ever. Ever. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. That needs to be an episode all on itself. Mm-hmm. Dear me, love me. Gaslighting. Gas fucking lighting. Gaslighting. Oh. Boo. Okay. Number six, you're allowed to make your own decisions on things like politics and religion. Bing, bing, bing. Actually, no, you are required. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are required to make your own informed decision, informed decisions. Despite the way you were raised, you are allowed to challenge those beliefs and come to your own conclusion. Your family won't like it, and it will be a sore point, but you're allowed to become your own independent person. Yeah. My sister and I literally were just talking about this the other day because m- me and my sister are 
Democrats. Right. Me too. Um, what up? And um, my brother and my father are Republicans. Mm-hmm. And my mom is Susie Switzerland. Right. So Susie like, Switzerland. Like, I love your mom. <clears throat> we grew up, and my mom, even when she was with my dad, we all grew up uh, Republican. Yeah. Like, that's very, how I, yeah. very Republican. And it, you can change. You can absolutely change. And it, and it can take a small moment or it can yeah. take a big realization. Yeah. But like, you can change. It took me probably a couple years I think like I remember I didn't vote for Obama because I was 18 and had been told what my family that's correct had to tell me Mm -hmm. and I fucking love Obama I love Michelle Obama I've read her book and like in this last last election I was Bernie and then Hillary like you can absolutely change but like you are absolutely required to make your own decisions whatever way that is yeah if it aligns with your morals like just because we're both Democrats that's you can absolutely be a Republican you can be independent you can be whatever the hell you want to be but make sure it's what you want to be and not what your family wanted you to be or your friends or your friends hi baby oh Nessie you gonna come up and say something Nessie's like I have a lot to say in my one year almost one year of life she's such a good girl she's such a good girl but yeah it's like yeah it like just make your own choices make your own be your own person maybe like lock yourself in a room and like take a good hard look (laughs) at like what you believe yeah <clears throat> All right. Um, number seven. Unfortunately, being a hard worker doesn't always yield the rewards you are hoping. You were always taught that if you worked incredibly hard, that people will recognize it and reward that. It's not the, c- the case in the professional world. The ability to learn to stand up for yourself and not become a doormat is going to be invaluable. And spoiler alert, it's something I'm just working on now. Yes, it's important to be the hardest worker in the room, but it's equally as important to stand up for yourself. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I like... I hate using the term like squeaky wheel. Yeah. When you're the squeaky yeah. wheel. But I was absolutely a squeaky wheel. And see, I wasn't. Like, I was like, never cause waves, just go along. And it's so hard because you're like, I love what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Or like, at least I like want to continue, even if you don't love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to continue where I'm at right now to get to the next thing. Yeah. And it's so hard to say like, I, this isn't right. Right. Or to say, I know my worth. I know what I'm bringing to the table. I am, or watching other people who you know aren't working as hard as you yes. being rewarded and wondering what the fuck and realizing it's because they're asking for it. Yeah. They're asking for promotions or certain mm-hmm. things and you are allowed to do that. It doesn't make you naggy. It doesn't make you right. um, needy. It makes you self-reliant and self-sufficient. You have to be able to stand up for yourself because no one else is going to. Right. You're your biggest critic and yeah. your biggest cheerleader. Yep. That's for sure. Okay. Um, number eight, not everyone is going to like you no matter how hard you try. And that's okay. That's so true. Mm -hmm. You won't like other people as well. (laughs) If someone doesn't like you, don't waste your time or energy trying to win them over. Just move on. You'll find people that love every inch of you without having to change a thing. That's very, very, very true. Um, I, a a girl I worked with at, um, Disney used to say like, you might be the sweetest peach in the patch, but somebody is always going to prefer oranges. Yeah. Oh. Nessie totally agrees, agrees. but it's true like some people are just not gonna like you and I was always the person I so desperately in my core want everyone to love me like I just want it so badly and it's just not gonna happen sometimes and I think it took me being in Mean Girls to realize that because I fell into a deep hole of finding out that you can just search your name on Twitter Uh or your last name and see what anyone says about you. Don't do that, first of all. Just don't fucking do that. Because you're going to see really good things, but then you're yeah. going to see terrible things, and it's going to hurt. And you just have to realize that 
some people are not going to like you. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. That's fucking fine. Just move on. Yeah. And that's also knowing your own worth. When right. Somebody doesn't like you and you, you know that you're worth, you're worthy of right. whatever it is you want. You don't care. Right. You're just like, okay, great. Screw you, I guess. Okay. Um, let's see. We are on number nine. Ooh, sex is fun. Mm. It's super fun. It's not something shameful or something to be embarrassed about. I know you were raised in a religious household and taught that your virginity is the best gift that you can give to your husband. It's such a gift. It's such a gift. Ugh. I know. And for some people, that's all good. And guess what? You do end up losing your virginity to the guy that you marry. Although you had sex about three weeks into the relationship. Yeah, that didn't last long. <laughs> like I met Dave and was like, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Right. And while you don't regret it because he was a great, kind, loving partner in which to go through that exciting time with, he also taught you that sex is a great, fun thing to do. If you want to have sex now, go for it. It's a lot of fun. Get rid of the guilt surrounding it. Having sex won't make you a slut. That's a dumb word anyway. But we'll save you. We'll save that for another letter. Uh, yeah. Think of it like this. You it's like, a terrible analogy. Okay. But, but just wait. go with it. Okay. You like cereal? Say you eat a bowl of Lucky Charms. That doesn't make you love the next bowl of Lucky any less, right? I mean, it's, think about it, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Having sex with one person doesn't negate having sex with the next person any less. Like, it doesn't make the experience any less special. Right. I don't know. That's no, just, no, it's it's very true. Yeah. It's the same with sex. Your value as a woman doesn't won't just decrease with your number of sexual partners rising. Dumb analogy, but you get the picture. No, and it's very true. And I know that you you, you lost your virginity to Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, I had have had sex with multiple, multiple yeah. people. And you know what? It's fine. Like, it's fine. Sex like, is fun. Like, sorry, Mom. Figuring out what you I like. I don't like talking about <laughs> sex, Susie. But, like, it happens and we, we all do it. Right. We all shit. We all eat. And we all have sex. Right. But I was raised with so much shame surrounding sex. There yeah. were so many S's in one sentence that it took probably two years into my relationship with Dave for me to actually be comfortable with it. And that's yeah. something I regret. Regret. You regret it. It's something I regret is that shame surrounding. It's a natural thing and it's a fun thing. Just be safe. Yeah. Just be safe. Just be safe. Like be super safe. Super safe. Use all the condoms and birth control. Get an IUD. Oh, get an IUD and then also use condoms. Yes. Unless you're with like a committed partner. Person. Yes. Long term, but. Also, if you are going to be in a long-term committed relationship, I highly recommend getting both an STD test before you decide That's what we did. Dave and I got an STD test, which is a hilarious story that we'll save for another episode. Can't wait. In which I thought he gave me herpes. He did not. (laughs) He did not. It's because it was, he did not. Neither one of us had herpes. But um, the test had like an error and I was scared shitless that the guy oh my I lost God. my virginity to gave me an incurable disease. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like get a test together, get an IUD and then mm-hmm. have a lot of fun. But like I wish college me had had sex. I think that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, it depends. I think it, yeah. like it depends on the person that you're with. And also like I think if I wasn't dating the guy that I dated all throughout college, which mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. the best, love him to death. I love him. Um, but like. I, 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 man, I might have had an STD. Yeah, true. Like, there's a lot, there's I, I was then. so, I was like very naive to yeah. the fact of like that STDs are very highly con- like transmittable yeah. and contractable. And so like, I, yeah, we had like sex ed and like health, but like. But like barely. But barely. Okay, we can leave that for another episode. <laughs> okay. Number 10. And lastly, little tea, little golf tea. Yeah, golf tea. This is the decade where you're going to suffer from anxiety and eventually a crippling depression. For about two years, there will be days you can't get out of bed and you're going to struggle to do basic things like shower. But you're going to feel so much, 
But you're going to feel so much shame surrounding this because on the outside, it looks like you have the perfect life. You're going to feel like, how dare you be depressed? What's wrong with you? Look around. What do you have to be depressed about? Don't feel shame. And don't be afraid to ask for help. You're going to struggle in silence for so long. And the minute you ask for help, it's going to get easier. Your partner is going to be your rock. Hang in there. It's going to pass, I promise. I'll go into more detail in another letter about that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll save that for yep, like, we'll that whole that. thing. But like, but like it's not a big deal. Agree. Go ask for help. Yeah. Just ask for it. But basically, baby T, this is going to be an amazing decade. You're going to transfer schools, graduate, fall in love with a man who who shatters your heart, move to NYC, start a great job you never thought you would have but ended up absolutely loving. You're going to meet an amazing man and marry the crap out of him. (laughs) I'm going to marry the crap out of you. I'm going to marry the crap out of him. And he's lovely and Australian. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. You're going to get a dog with him. Butters. The butters. He's so cute. You're going to make your Broadway debut in a fashion no one could have predicted. Um, hell yeah. We're going to like, <laughs> honestly, you're just going to write a letter to yourself and I'm not even going to write a letter to me. I'm going to write a letter to you about that, about that, about that, all, about all my questions. Oh, done. You're going to leave that Broadway show. You're going to go to Europe for four weeks and see incredible places. And you're going to build a beautiful life that you'll feel grateful for every day. Love, T. Yeah, man. Yeah. Look at that. We did it. We did it. We did the decade. We did the decade and we survived it. It was like, what the thing is, is that with this decade, it is, this is our formative years of like adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. You go from being like a, like a small. Like a child. Small teenager. To you think being a you know your adult. shit. Yeah. In your late teens. And then probably at like 24, you're like, oh, I don't know shit. Oh, I don't know anything. And then I say probably around now which is when I'm starting to realize a I don't know anything yeah and in that I know a lot yeah well now is the time I wish I went to school because now yes. I want to know I think about that all the time if I went to school now I wouldn't sleep through classes I would do my assignments on time I know I'd actually do stuff right I wouldn't half-ass it because right. I was like now I want to know right now I was thinking about that too like if I went back to school it would be completely different But I guess part of college is the experience of being young and doing dumb shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, this decade is us going to, you know, your college years where you do what you want, want to do, quote unquote, to end up doing it. Right. And now, but now I want to know. Right. Now I want to know how to do it. Right. Because I don't know how. We don't know how to do it. Four years of college, I don't know how. Yeah. I I don't know. Four years of college really didn't teach me anything. It just taught, it taught me that like hearing the word no is yep. going to be the greatest thing that you could hear. Yeah. Because everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And it taught me how to live, start living as an adult. And I think it started showing me who I want to be mm-hmm. as I'm nearing 30 and heading into my 30s the next couple of years. The type of person I want to be by seeing the people I don't want to be. Exactly. Now, if you could wrap up the decade mm. in like either a word or a sentence, I know this is like difficult because I'm like yeah. trying to think of it myself yeah but um in a word it would be unexpected oh yeah that's a good one because I don't think I expected any of this shit that mm-hmm. happened I thought I had it all figured out and none of it went that way in a sentence it would be trust that your path is there yeah even if it doesn't seem it yeah you can't see your own path. No. There's like a big thing of fog in front of it. Right. Until you make that make that next step, you're not going to realize where your path is. Right. For me, I think the one word would be magical. Oh. I had a magical decade. Like even if like there was oh like my God, shitty literally, stuff. Literally because you also worked at Disney. I mean, I, I, was, I'm, a, I, was, I was a fucking princess. You are 
fucking princess. You were magical. You were magical. And that... You smell like, what is it? You look you, like Cinderella. And you smell like pine needles. cones. Pine <laughs> needles. <laughs> oh, man. But I think in a sentence, it, it's like kind of goes on yours. Mm-hmm. Your your path is there. But like, um, I, I think that be your own hero. Yeah. Is like my, yeah. because like that's what I learned in that, like from the beginning, if I look at myself at the beginning of this decade where I was so reliant on other people, especially men mm-hmm. and like the approval of my teachers and of men yep. and of all this stuff. But then now I'm like, all I need is to look in the mirror and say like, you are doing great. And you are. And I'm doing great. You are doing fucking I'm great. I'm really doing really great. You're killing it. You're mm-hmm. killing the life game. Fucking killing the fucking game. Killing it. I'm killing the game. Like, in, in the game of life, you'd retire at... Retirement village or whatever it is, like the better oh, one. Oh yeah, 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 and a million uh, millionaire, millionaire mansion. Or yeah, like, isn't it like millionaire row or like yeah. something or like whatever. like you're killing it. I was gonna say retail row. That's a retail Fortnite. Row. That's a Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play Fortnite, but like that, I know that that's a Fortnite thing. You can tell I work with children. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's been a really fun decade. I'm really glad you were here with me glad for this here. with this decade. We're shaking we just hands. hands right now. Yeah. I'm really glad that you were here with me it was in this very decade. Business manny move. We have like in in the next like three years, we will have known each other for a decade. Oh my god, yeah. Look yeah. at that. And we went through some big shit together. We did. We went through some big stuff. We did. But you know what? We're gonna talk about that in another letter. Thanks so, so much for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to episode one. Right. As we figure out what this is and what it's gonna be. Who knows? Um, if you have any ideas yeah. of things we should do. Yeah, well, you can email us, actually. You can email us. At um, dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can message us on Instagram. DM. Um, slide into that DM. Slide in. Um, even though I hate social media, but you can use it to communicate. Ours is going to be different. We're going to do it our way. Oh, my God. We're going to be so different. We're gonna be so different. We're, like, we're going to build our brand, and it's going to be so different. <laughs> it's going to be like, a lot of pictures of our dogs. Oh, my God. So many pictures of our dogs. Um, so, or you can find in our DMs. It's a Dear Me, Love Me podcast mm-hmm. is our Instagram. Yeah. And, um, hopefully we'll like get things set up and you can, uh, come on this journey with us and send us your own letters that we can read and discuss. So. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Dear listener, support for this podcast comes from you just for taking a chance on a new podcast. If you would like, go to our Patreon page as long as I can get it set up on time. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at dearmelovemepodcast, Twitter at dmlmpodcast, and you can find us on Facebook too. Thanks for listening. Love us.